podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Today, we will discuss strategies on increasing your portfolio and things that I have learned through time. Number one, most people like to make trading short-term gains and it's good when you're making money, but it's disastrous when you're losing money. What I've learned is that most people cannot actually grind day in and day out. That is what is needed when you are doing day trading or swing trading. It's a very difficult job. Therefore, for most people, especially those who have work, and even if you're full-time, I would still suggest that position trading and long-term investing is the way to go. Number one, with less stress, you could actually just park your money passively knowing that more and more people are into ETFs or exchange-traded funds. Exchange-traded funds are what I teach you, although, of course, we try to find the best stocks inside an exchange-traded fund so that if we want a certain trend and we want to study a certain company, we can do so and we can watch that company grow our portfolios, hopefully more than 10% or 20%. And compound it yearly so the, the the trick is that what do you do if you actually make a 20% how do you know that it's time to bail out it's actually about a certain company strategy if you are aware of the vision or the execution of the strategy and if you are firmly understanding of this company's behavior you can actually just ride the trend, especially when you are up. An example to share to you is Domino's Pizza. Domino's Pizza last night actually fell down 8%, but over the course of 10 years, was up 3,500%. It was a $5 name, and it went as high as 40x almost 40x or $200. So what exactly is the temperament of somebody who bought at 5 and held on all the way till 200? I mean, example, let's assume you got URC at 10 pesos in the Philippines and you were able to hold on to it to as high as 280. It reached as high as 280 at some point fell down to 130 120 plus now urc is trading at 170 to 180 the volatility of some names despite your low cost would probably be very difficult to hold and in fact i'm not even sure if you would hold your urc when it was at 10 holding it all the way to even 100 would you would you multiply your holdings 10x for that opportunity 
I'm not sure. If I told you that Phil Invest is gonna hit three bucks within the next year or so, I'm actually not sure if that would happen. However, you have to think of odds. You have to think that if the market is going to look for value and it will rotate towards value, do you think that the people who are exiting their holdings in SM Prime, for instance, or index names like Ayala Land or SM, if their targets are reached, like if they're okay already with their cash and profits from these issues, where do you think will that money go? Number one, that money could stay in cash. That's not a bad thing. Number two, that money can go to bonds. That's also not a bad thing. But number three, they can still go to stocks. But they would not chase high flyers wherein they already had a good high quality name to begin with. If you were an Ayala land, swing trader or investor, no matter what, assuming you've made your money, whether it be a 10% gain, a 20% gain, a 30% gain, or monster 100% gains or more in the past. I'm not sure if it's possible that somebody who is an Ayala Land investor will switch to a, another sector knowing nothing about that company. Henceforth, it's logical that in a topish market, not just in the Philippines, but also in the U.S., but more so in the U.S. People are hunting for value, and only those that are valuable continue to go higher, and only those with good earnings continue to go higher. How do I know that only those with good earnings continue to go higher? Well, that's because Roku is a high flyer, but because of earnings, it's sustainable. Yesterday, Domino's Pizza didn't have a good earnings. That's why it disappointed and blam, it fell down 7 to 8% within that day. I would not be surprised that many companies would go down 10% if they fall flat on earnings. There's actually a risk that because the market is topish, that some of your gains would get wiped out in a single day. Due to that fear, most people would have to manage their allocation not knowing the future they just need to be correct in their asset allocation in that how much cash do i have for emergency pullbacks how many positions do i think have a tendency to pull back one example if you have SaaS names i would assume that you'd have taken profits if you haven't then why not you're probably up 50% on it when the index is just up 20. And you would have seen that a lot of the charts have lost their momentum from the likes of Workday, from the likes of Twilio. Sure, you could assume that they don't really fall or crash 100. I mean, from $140 Twilio, could I get it back at $100? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But it's possible for a 20% drop. These names could drop. Trade Desk, MongoDB, Shopify, a lot of e-commerce names, even Mercado Libre, even Amazon. These names can drop, even in Amazon's Prime Day. The key here is that even if you wouldn't know if the market's topish, 
because it's really hard to assume that hey we're gonna correct because every single time we will correct there will always be that incentive of a fed rate cut which is almost a sure thing already that jerome powell will and expectations are high that he will such that even if he does cut rates the market has priced it in in fact if he doesn't cut rates the market will fall and tank hard so knowing these risks and knowing the rewards that are left how much upside are you still living leaving behind if the upside that you're leaving behind is more than 20% or 30% and your downside is 10%, you probably can take the risk of holding on. That's why shares that are really valuable, such as Capri Holdings or Kroger, ones that we are currently initiating these days, they could pop mostly because they never went up. And they're going up only because of rotation to laggards. However, or just the same, airlines are rising like Delta Airlines because at the end of the day, it's still cheap compared to industry. However, if you are looking at issues that are really stratospheric, with 100 times multiple or sometimes 60, 50 times sales, 80, 90 times sales, it's very hard. Do I think Beyond Meat can go higher? I don't know. The truth is I've sold 85% of my possession. 155 and happily some at 200 bucks but honestly if it falls a hundred dollars back i wouldn't be surprised it's just that it's very hard to know it's kind of like if you have urc at 10 and now it's about 30 you know that it's not going to go at 10 but can 30 go to 25 or 20 possible really depends so this point in time I'm just really waiting for the market to fall, if it will fall, and just have to be ready with cash. And we are studying names because one of these days, you might have that cash deployed. In the meantime, why is it that even if the market is topish, we're still recommending esports? It's because they haven't rallied as much as the other names. They're still there and you're still priced at 20 times forward could be wrong but with 100 percent growth it's worth waiting and holding on same reasons why we've bought our winners and why we've made 20 percent or more on them so since it's the same process same system we can't change just because markets topish and we want to just unload everything that's not also a good thing. What will we do if Disney is now trading at 23 times premium the peers? It's not 15 times anymore. Are we supposed to unload? I'm not sure. If you have a huge holdings, you could sell half. If you have just tiny holdings and are willing for pullbacks of 7 to 10%, then you hold on to it. You can never really avoid pullbacks. When they happen, you just have to be happy that you'd have cash. Whether that cash is 20%, 30%, or 40%, at least you'd have cash. Some people might have zero cash, so think about ways on are you prepared for any correction because it could happen. Market can also go higher. No one can predict. So here's just a management 
allocation idea so that you can have your you can achieve your financial goals if that financial goal was 20% for the year and you've gotten it in the first 7 months there's no shame if the next 5 months of the time you just put it in cash or bonds there's no shame in that it's just locking in your gains making sure that you've done it problem with uh, doing that mentality though is that some investments are so cheap especially in the Philippines that it doesn't quite merit for us to just go stay in cash already when I checked East West at five times multiple I figured my cash is better on holding a five times PE ratio rather than me selling it into cash or selling an investment like PhilInvest everything when in fact it's just seven times multiple. So let's assume that you got in Cebu Pacific really low. It's still at seven times multiple here at 96. So it's not as if that you should sell even if you've gotten it cheap. So I'd say that value names in the Philippines could probably give you 40, 50, 100% returns. So there's no shame if we're going to make 100% within the year or next year because some people might actually carry forward look for good names and look they're gonna go for high quality names high quality names with good growth high recurring revenues and earnings and priced at a good value if you take a look at the criteria even at these levels will invest land will still pass that test so it's really not a sell it's just if you're selling it's just tactical probably buy it back at 185 188 if there is a correction that's all um i just gave my reflections for the day but i think a lot of people feel that long-term investing is not the way but actually the way to grow your wealth could sometimes be just holding on to your winners because a lot of people cannot ever hold a 10x the only way to hold a 10x is number one as much as possible hold on to your winners and your winners are actually the fact that they've outperformed if your market is up 20 percent and the fact that phil invest is up 40 percent look the index today is just up 10 percent phil invest is up 40 Property names in the Philippines are the outperformers. So most of the fund managers would not sell their winners, or if they will, put it into cash, and then when they don't know what to do with their cash again, it's going to go back to properties. So, or they'll find other cheap names. That's also possible. In which case, it's not bad to have some cash. I've been locking in gains these past few days. Uh, took some profits off, put it in cash, could be wrong, there's no pullback then, so be it. Anyway, the important thing is holding high-quality companies because high-quality companies will never get old. It's always a good hedge for market volatility as long as you hold high-quality companies. They will go back up faster and if, it, if the markets fall, they would not fall too much. That's it.